Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where romance lovers get together to recap kissing books and movies for your delight and entertainment. This week, I'm looking forward to our Patreon author hang with Maureen Linker. Her debut novel, It Happened One Fight, comes out July 11th. And I don't know if you know this, but this is the same Maureen Linker who is a correspondent for EW and who has been a wonderful advocate and voice for romance in like, you know, the greater media sphere. So if you want to chat with her about books, what it's like to have your first novel come out, or I don't know, little things like interviewing the whole Bridgerton cast, come join us on July 13th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And speaking of Patreon, we've got some awesome patrons to shout out. Welcome to Sarah B, that's Sarah without an H, Christy D, Lisa F, Elizabeth W, Taylor R, Jerusalem K, Christy, and Alexandra B. And then... We wouldn't be here without our super-duper longtime patrons. So I want to send giant long-distance hugs to Gardenia, Lindsay A., and Christina M. Thank you for being part of the Patreon fam. I'm actually scheming a watch party for Red, White, and Royal Blue, so be on the lookout for that. Details to come. All right, this week, Kathy Yardley joined me to discuss the new Netflix rom-com, A Tourist's Guide to Love. We also talked about her new Gen X romance, role-playing. So, here we go. Hi! Kathy Yardley's here! Hello. It is nice to be here. (laughs) Yeah, it's so nice to finally meet you. We've actually recapped one of your books on the pod before. Me and Sarah Whitney, we recorded one of your books and we loved it. So (laughs) I've been looking forward to this. Thank you. I've been looking forward to being on here. Although it's funny, I had friends that told me like, oh my God, you're on Heaving Bosoms. (laughs) I was like, Oh, yes. Mutual fangirling. Oh, yay. Oh, my gosh. Well, and you've got big things happening right now in Kathy Yardley land. I do. I have a release coming out. It's a title called Role Playing with Montlake Romance, and it is my first Gen X romance. So (gasps) the heroine is 48, the hero is 50, and it is possibly the most bonkers romance I've ever written. (gasps) Tell me everything. They both live in a small town, so you would think it, it's kind of a small town romance. Yeah. Which it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. Ooh, it's a spin on small town romance. Yeah. She is this sort of feral introvert. Oh. <laughs> but her son has just gone off to college, so she's like okay. really starting to devolve. Oh, no. And- oh, no. I bet it's like when Michael goes out of town and <laughs> if I'm on my own. Suddenly, I haven't eaten an actual meal in three days, and yes. oh boy, it's it's yikes! Did I stay up until three a.m. watching Netflix? Oh, a whoopsie! <laughs> yes, yeah. I think you you will feel this. Okay, but her son basically makes a deal with her that because she's worried he won't be social going off to school. Okay, 
he has not given him a really great role model. <laughs> He's like, okay, I will be more social if you are more social. So she joins an online gaming guild because that is something yes. that she likes. Yes. And it is connected. She's like, her excuse is it's with the local community college. Oh, cool. You know, a friend of a friend hooks her up. So she joins this group and she meets the leader of the guild, Otter, online. She's assuming that he's in his 20s. Totally. I would. He got the contact information from his mother. He is 50. She keeps saying, I'm old enough to be your mother. I'm old enough to be your grandmother. Mm. He assumes she's 80. (laughs) (laughs) So the two of them (laughs) in this sustained but believable misunderstanding. Oh, my God. (laughs) Until they meet in real life. And then it's and hopefully hijinks. And then it's on TM. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. It is nuts in a lot of ways, but it is also it's probably the most fun book I've ever written. It's got it deals with some serious topics. Yeah. And it is grounded and it does take a twist on a lot of different things. Yeah. But yes, it it was just like a can I do this? I'm just gonna let him tell me not to. what happens that's my favorite energy coming from authors it's just like i'm gonna do this until somebody reigns me in and even then i might fight them reigning me in a tiny bit and then (laughs) and then go from there i was lucky when i turned in i was like she's gonna just be like what did you do but she was like i love it (laughs) that's wonderful oh my gosh did you have any inspiration for writing it I live in a town of 10,000 people right now. Okay. (laughs) And we've lived here, what, like five years now? And I have never lived anywhere rural prior to this. My husband lived on a ranch when he was growing up, which is why we were like, oh, let's do this, you know, just before the pandemic. Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So actually people were like, oh my God, how are you dealing? I was like, actually, my life has not changed. Yeah. (laughs) Markedly. Kind of great. (laughs) I can walk anywhere I want, anytime. (laughs) Yeah, it was very, it was very strange, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of adjusting to that period. And also I turned 50 um, Mm -hmm. in January and I've been writing for over 20 years. Yeah. My first Harlequin came out in 2000. So I'm like... You know, I've been writing 20-year-olds for a long time. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can kind of, let's just throw it out there. Let's see what happens. Because yeah. it's not like you stop falling in love after, you know. No. And there are so many different things about, and I do love, honestly, being the age I am because mm-hmm. you don't give a fuck. Yes. <laughs> You're just like, you know what? Yes. This is what's happening now. I got nothing to prove. I got nothing to hide. Yeah. I'm, quite tired (laughs) and so I'm kind of done here (laughs) like you can take it or you can't and that's fine that's that's beautiful oh my gosh yeah the older I get the more I'm like no what was I so worried about god exactly yeah exactly yeah so yeah the book was all built around basically Maggie I love the 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 male main character Mm -hmm. Aiden but she is just the most like she's like a honey badger <laughs> Ooh. she just is like the most ferociously like grumpy <laughs> i have ever written and i adore her yay oh my gosh that sounds incredible well and readers like have quietly been screaming for older characters for a minute, you know, I feel like you're filling a gap that needs to be filled, which is great. 
I well, from your mouth to God's ear. <laughs> Indeed. Oh my gosh. All right. So we don't have twenty year olds today, but you know we've got kind of mid thirties. I'd say. You think there's some sexy mid thirties going on here? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, if you think about it, the the main the actress. I mean, I Rachel Lee Cook. She, yeah, Rachel Lee Cook. I remember when she came out and she's all that. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so yeah. they may be trying to age her down, but I'm like, right. I, I 40s. Oh, yeah. And she's I, yeah. I'm OK with that. I, or I'm, I'm OK with that. Yeah. So I, I liked that where it's like, a yeah, I'm glad that she's kind of picking up the, you know, the baton where Meg Ryan had kind of left it behind. Oh, I, that's I feel true. Like we Sandra Bullock has, has kind of stepped in. Yeah. But there hasn't been enough rom-coms for there to be like a front runner of like a oh this is you know kind of the sweet or like julia roberts you know it's almost like a we don't have enough rom-coms so we're just going to keep grabbing like what we remember yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely no and you're right i feel like she's been in so many recent netflix movies like since people rediscovered her since producers rediscovered her She's Mm -hmm. been in a lot, and I was doing a little bit of background research, and I think she, like, produced this movie, and it was, like, based on, like, she had the, like, conception of it or something like that, and then somebody, like, wrote the actual screenplay for them. But, yeah, it's really cool. So it seems like she's kind of taking her career by the horns and making things happen. Good. More romance movies. Please, God. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? More romance movies with hot as fuck Asian men in them. Please. I can second that. Yeah. (laughs) Let's put that that the the silly um, (laughs) the silly stereotypes about Asian men behind us already because it's ridiculous. Yeah, I adored this movie. So, listener, Kathy sent me a list of a few different movies, and I had this wasn't even on my radar. I don't know what's wrong with my personal Netflix algorithm, but this should have been like the first movie that popped up for me. And I think I broke it. I don't know. I might have broken it with foreign crime shows. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it's called A Tourist Guide to Love. And it was it was so heartwarming the whole time and there's just enough tension and like i don't know i really like this movie what did you think i it's a little complicated for me simply because um i'd heard about it and i was like oh god this sounds like it would be up my alley um but i'm biracial vietnamese and this takes place in vietnam yeah where I have never been, and I don't speak Vietnamese okay, because yeah. I was raised Irish Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> as you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom's Vietnamese. Um, so it was odd to see these. I mean, and it, it's gorgeous. The movie is just yeah, yeah, stunning. yeah, yeah. Um, and hearing these people talking, and it's almost like having nostalgia for a place you've never been. Oh. Um, so for me, it was because I recognize when she talks to her friends or like now she she speaks more Vietnamese. My brother, I don't know what she's saying, yeah, <laughs> but she'll yeah. be like talking to someone else and she'll forget to switch over to English. Oh. So she'll start just talking. And I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't prep me for this. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. So but I recognize that cadence, mm-hmm. you know, just that 
rhythm and those that just the way the word sounds. Yeah. So, um, and at one point in the movie, they meet his grandmother. Right. Um, oh my gosh. Banoi is a treasure. And the funny thing is in our house, my son calls my mom Bangwai mm. because Banoi is your father's mother and Banoi is, is your mother's mother. Right. But I was just like, that's, it's like, Again, <gasps> but not. Right, right, <laughs> so right. I think I, I thought it was a good experience. I, I love that they set a very classic rom-com in a place that isn't, you know, classic, isn't yeah. familiar to Western audiences. Yeah, and yeah, I would yeah. love to see more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. And one of the reasons was because it was it didn't make the mistake of being like, we're going to set this in Vietnam. We're going to have Vietnamese people. But, you know, they they cast perfectly. They were obviously like like the sister. Um, so the backstory, I'm sorry, the cousin. The backstory for the cousin Anne is that she was raised in Vietnam and then went to university in Australia and then came back. And like you can hear the Australian accent in her English. Which was incredible. Like, I, I feel like they may have written it around that actress just to, you know, make sure it was in there. Yeah. Because, no, really, for a minute, I was like, where is that Australian accent coming from? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So we do. We start in America. We start in L.A. And Rachel Lee Cook is a her name is Amanda Riley. Yes. Um, and I appreciated the fact that the movie said her name so much because I never remember characters' names otherwise. So, pretty great. And she's a travel executive for a company called Tourista. She's not like a co-owner, right? But she's like big kid at the company. Yeah, she's she's definitely their, like, their fixer, their, you know, corporate, mm. like, right-hand woman where she just, like, if it needs to get done, she gets it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she's like a she's a higher higher level executive and it seems like either the owner or the CEO or whatever they're like very very close and her opinion goes a really long way with the company. So the the CEO is a lady who I can never remember her name, but I always know exactly who she is and she's always hilarious. I think she might have been the stepmom in Parent Trap. Is that the same lady or am I making that up? I don't know. Now that you're mentioning it, I'm starting to see how that could be possible. Don't they have the same face? <laughs> I yes. don't know. Quite well, and it is hard because in this, she's she was so like, you know, <laughs> well, you liked her, relatively speaking. Absolutely. So that does make a difference of like, oh, wait, no, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> But yes, I've seen her in a million things and I never remember who she is because she's always the kind of like the comedic sidekick. She comes in, she's funny, she leaves. Yes. So it's like a, I guess she's good. No, she does her job efficiently and I dig it. Exactly. Yes. So she tells Amanda, your boyfriend of five years called me today and asked whether or not you were staying late and like, could you come home early? So I've been married nine times, she says. I know how this works. <laughs> So I booked you a Manny before you go home and then, you know, enjoy your proposal. And she like kind of goes on a tailspin about this because she never really envisioned it happening with him. But she's just been so comfy in the relationship that it didn't matter. However, <laughs> she gets home and he talks about their relationship 
as an, an old reliable car. It was always yeah. going to get a great blue book rating and excellent trade-in value. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just say, it, it more so like as the movie progresses, but I wanted to set that man on fire so incredibly bad. <laughs> It was just like, and I was like yelling at the TV like way my husband yells at football. Yeah, I was just like, get out of there, <laughs> beat his ass. And she was, uh-huh. I was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> this is my football. Everybody, step away. <laughs> yeah. So he does tell her that he's not. She she says you're not a grand gestures kind of guy. So I'm just gonna save you the rigmarole, and I'm just gonna say yes. And he's like, yes, too. And then it cuts to her saying, you're moving to Ohio? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Because Uh, he has a new job opportunity. And he's like, so I just want a little hiatus. I know. (laughs) Like, he's corporate speaking Ross. That is like bad on top of bad. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, we're not doing a breakup. We're just going to be on a break. Or something like that. And she very much takes it like a breakup. And she's devastated. She does not know what to do. She feels very, very lost. And so her friend slash CEO is like, we need somebody on the ground who I trust to find us a tour company to buy in Vietnam. We don't ever where everybody's beating us out in Vietnam because we don't have anybody on the ground. So... You're going to have to take an eat, pray, love, you know, tourist trap trip. You got to go. There is one funny little thing that I picked up on before she meets, before she goes home to the dingus. Oh, yeah. Uh, when she gets her mani done, her nail stylist was Vietnamese. Oh. Um, because there is a stereotype and there is a a huge number of Vietnamese nail salons that mm-hmm. it's more, especially in California, because when the refugees came over, they needed, and strangely, there's a whole like tippy headron connection, but she just wanted to help them get jobs. Oh. And so if you go to a nail salon in Southern California, yeah. you're more than likely going to have a Vietnamese nail technician. <laughs> So she was that. And then she's talking about being a life coach. And I was like, okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> but I don't know that if you weren't from Southern Cal and you weren't Vietnamese, you would pick up on it. But I was like, I know. <laughs> I see what you did there. Ah, yeah, I did not. I did not pick up on that at all. I just thought she was hilarious because of her overall affect. She yeah, was oh, great. She's so bored. Well, because... <laughs> Amanda is like, yeah, um, yeah. And she's trying to talk and she keeps holding her nails against her chest. And you could see the technician like, oh, my you know, God, like, lady, person I got to work with today. You're killing me. Uh, just, put your- <laughs> yeah, just make my job, you know, doable, not necessarily yes. even easy. Just like <laughs> accomplishable would be great. Yes. <laughs> very. Yeah, that's very cool. So she is going to go on this trip and. She's very excited about it. So she's basically like a, a secret shopper. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on this tour. Is it worth buying? Gets there, and she's trying to find baggage claim. She can't find baggage claim. And there is this tall drink of water very nearby. And she beelines straight toward him to try to Vietnamese slash mime about baggage claim. <laughs> 
She's doing a Google Translate at him, and he's going along with it. It's fantastic. Finally, she realizes he speaks perfect English, maybe better than I do, honestly. (laughs) So she's like, oh, wow, you really could have, you know, led with that. And he's like, I could have. I absolutely could have. And this is like a perfect introduction to sin. Yeah. It's his vibe all over the place. So they are going to go get their bags, but she is, um, she can't find it. One of my favorite things was when the box was coming down the, yes. the you know, I was going to say the runway, Jesus, the little wheel, wheelie boy. The, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, oh, now, are you sure that's not your bag? And the cool thing about it was that it had the tape handles. Mm-hmm. And the only time I had ever, the first time I had seen that in my life was coming back from Taiwan when we went to visit my husband's side of the family right after my son was born. They mm-hmm. sent us home with boxes. And I was like, oh, my God, how are we going to do boxes on plane? Oh, no, this is going to be a whole mess. Absolutely not. It was like maybe better than a suitcase because of like the handles that they constructed out of tape. Fantastic. Mm. Anyway, so somebody picks it up very efficiently because it has great handles on it. And then he's like, so they've definitely lost your bag. But don't worry. I know a guy. Mm -hmm. I know a guy who knows a guy who can totally get you your bag back. And she's very like. I am straight-laced Amanda Riley. I am type A rule follower. And so I will go through the procedure that needs to be preceded. (laughs) But that's a terrible idea because they doesn't it doesn't help at all. And he's like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna tap my guy. And she's very dubious. He says, when your bags arrive, oh my God, he walks her into her hotel room, which I I don't know why I liked it so much. Because it seemed it seemed very like it would never happen. You know what I mean? But I also really loved it. Yeah. I, it is sort of like a one of those, with anyone else, that might have seemed creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, here she was. She didn't have her bags. Um, it was obvious, I think, that he had picked up each. I mean, and it was a small tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was only like, you know, like two couples and mm-hmm. one other single and her. Yeah. And so it was just like, you can see that he would probably have walked everyone into their rooms and told them like, a, you know, like, here's this or and telling all of them, don't go to sleep. <laughs> that kind oh, of yeah. thing. Don't he, he just seemed like so personal. Like, of course he would do this. And that and yeah. he was, you know, not threatening, not weird about it, not glad handy at all. It was mm-hmm. very much like easygoing. And I'm sure if she was like, okay, yeah, you're not coming in. He'd be like, Fair enough. Yeah, no I'll worries. See the, I'll see you at the bar with yeah. the rest of the team. Yay. So it was very comforting almost. It I absolutely thought. was. Yeah, yeah. But just thinking about like tours I've been on, which were not as white glove as this one. I'll tell you that much. Because this really was like, it was a personal experience. And mm. that's what sort of sets it apart in the end. But yeah, I was like, I cannot imagine a tour guide coming into my room and me being like, this is totally normal, normal stuff, yeah. <laughs> normal stuff over here. <laughs> Although the way she was, I wouldn't have been surprised in some ways if she hadn't dragged him in here like, OK, walk me through the amenities. 
because she had like a binder that was the thing she kept going like i want you to walk me through the itinerary and mm-hmm. she had like her own binder with like colored tabs and stuff and he's like you can see the look on his face like oh, i'm gonna have problems with you uh-huh. <laughs> but he, but at the same time like okay we're good yeah <laughs> so he's kind of talking her down but i do think that she was just like a, all right we're we're doing the thing you are going to tell me how this tour works. Yeah, that's a really good point. Absolutely. And luckily, like, her overall personality is perfect for a secret shopper like this, because I think she would be like this regardless of of whether or not. (laughs) If she ever took a vacation, that's the kind where she's like, I'm on vacation to hit these 12 different, you know, like, if I go home without having seen all 12, like, attractions, I will have failed somehow. Uh (laughs) vacation <laughs> yeah um oh we meet Anne too Anne his is sin's cousin and the owner of the company's daughter because sin's uncle owns the company it's a family company and it's wonderful she has pink hair she's so cool and she's the driver that's her job in the tour company so he says do not nap I will see you at a welcome reception on the rooftop tonight. You're going to meet the rest of your cohort, I think is a way we could say that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that fits. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> and later on when we meet everybody, there is a lesbian couple and their daughter. And then there's an elderly British um, honeymoon couple they're taking their honeymoon 40 years after their their wedding because they didn't take one at first. And like that was so cute. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do that. And then there's a a single like gap year 18-year-old boy who's he's on a gap year before he starts agricultural studies in Iowa. Yes. <laughs> he's constantly vlogging, he's live streaming for, you know, mysterious people. And that's the whole group. So when he comes back over, he welcomes them to the, what is it, the Saigon? Oh, no. Silver Star Tours, right? Yes. Silver Star Tours. Yeah. He welcomes them to the Saigon Silver Star Tours family. And he says, that's my family. And they all toast. And it's so cute. And I just loved it. Like, I I don't want to take a tour that's not like this in my ever again. Yes. (laughs) It was just, and, and so like, not fake. You could tell, I mean, I think the actor did a great job with that too, where he was just like charming in the way that's not like a gross, (laughs) like normally when you hear like charming, you think fake at this point, right? where it's like someone's trying to charm you, but he was just genuinely like. He's got charisma leaking out of every pore in abundance. Like, it's charm without the smarm. (laughs) Yes. Well said. Rightly so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Big, big crush over here. Big fictional character crush in my neck of the woods. So one of the ladies is like, you got dumped recently, didn't you? That's why you're on the tour. And she's like... (laughs) I was like, who does that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, I have not had enough drinks for you to be so <laughs> And I loved it because her wife was the same way. She was just like, mm, what are you doing? 
my whole body is clenching. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They try to ferret out what she does for a living. And she's like, oh, how about we don't tell each other anything about work? And then at the very end of the tour, we'll guess what everyone does. And she tries to, like, make it this lame game. But then Charm Without the Smarm comes in, Sin. And he's like, oh, I think I know what you do. You're well-traveled. You're something else. You're an Detail-oriented. Assa- Detail-oriented. <laughs> that's the one. He's like, you're an assassin, aren't you? Oh, it's so cute. And then he goes on to be like, assassin, stylish fugitive. There's a couple of others that are adorable. <laughs> oh, and then her bag arrives. Yes, because he, he just like he promised, he knew yeah. a guy. She gets her bag. They're off, off and running. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she says, oh, you've got some tricks up your sleeve. And I said, I want to see all of them. <laughs> no, no. Mm, it was rough. <laughs> so the first day in Ho Chi Minh City, they're going on a cyclo tour, which means two people in like a little buggy with a, you know, bicyclist behind them. And she tries to pull out her guidebook because, of course, he's sitting next to her. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he got, you know, pick pick of the group <laughs> and he chose her. It's very nice. Yeah, she tries to pull out the guidebook, and he's like, no, 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 no. Get that away from me. That's for tourists. And she's like, hi, am tourist. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, you're a traveler. And he says the difference between a tourist and a traveler is that a tourist wants to escape life, whereas a traveler wants to experience it. And then he says, you never know how long life is going to be. Why waste it on escape? Better to spend it on experience. It's very cute. But for the first third of the movie, I was kind of like, we can we can put away the platitudes a tiny bit. I will say I was a li- I actually mentioned that to my husband. I was like, love that there's an Asian like male protagonist. Yeah. Kind of hating that they're making him this like Bruce Lee slash Buddha yeah. guy. Yeah. Where it's like a, we can have a love interest in Asia without him being like the font of all knowledge. Yep. Yeah, I definitely so, picked up on that, that as was well. Like a little, like, must we? I was like, we don't what? need to make him like the the all knowing, uh huh. Like, yes, yes, it was very like a really yeah. But you know, again, it's sort of like all right. I was still, I was still in it. Same. <laughs> it was like one of those like I'm taking a note in my binder here. <laughs> Absolutely, I was like, you got to take the good with the bad. Overall, it's been a lot more good than bad. So <laughs> that's fine. But yes, I was sort of like a hmm. Yeah, but it was one of the, that was actually one of the things that made me look up like who had the idea for the movie and everything because it it was a very western framing. Yeah. So, okay. Look, they hit a bump everyone. And she basically falls in his lap and he loves it. He's trying to be real casual about it. It's super cute. And she's flustered. Yeah, as she should be. Oh, yes. Well, yes. Yeah. So they go to a market and he tries Mm -hmm. to um, show her how to haggle over a phoenix scarf. Yeah. But he fails hard. (laughs) I was really mad about this. (laughs) That was a weird. Well, it it, it was I could kind of see where they were going with it. But it was also it actually in some ways it's kind of funny where it's sort of like, no, you're supposed to haggle and it's supposed to work as opposed to. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. You're in it for the experience. But if you're used to a Western framing, as you say, it is like a no. She's supposed to get that thing. 
Like that was supposed to work. You can't. No. Yeah. I wanted scarf. Like yes. the, the end goal was scarf, not experience. So like yes. would pay $10, still want to. <laughs> oh, I was mad. Because yes. um, he, <laughs> he was very like, uh, some sellers are stubborn. And I'm like, if I had been her, I would be like, and I'm the one who's out a scarf I wanted. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, it's all right. It's all right. I forgave him, especially for what happens at the very, very end. Yes. Because it turns into a grand gesture that's adorable. It, it does. So then our our plucky heroine does have to cross a street. And that seems to be an insurmountable thing for her. It is because it's like... It's like New York traffic without lights. Yeah, in without lights. This is where it's yeah. just like a, you're just taking your life in your hand. It's kind of like, all right, we're just going to, we're going to give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Off you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, so she has to like walk through a bunch of different um, like motorcycles and scooters and all this stuff. And she never played Frogger in her life. And so she has no no experience to draw from. So he crosses the street very slowly at her. And then he does take her by her hand and guide her back through the traffic. And, uh, oh boy, I really liked it. Oh man. She's like, there's no way I could have done that. Yeah. He's like, well, you need to take off your limitations. And again, I'm like, okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> slow your roll there switching <laughs> cookie but... yeah 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 so then they're okay so next stop is Hoi An and they need to okay so then in the on the bus ride she finds out from her partner slash CEO that they have to make an offer by the end of the week and so she needs answers fast and Amanda says like I mean, the jury's still really out because this is really not a tourista vibe, you know, like it's not what we normally offer. So I don't know that it's appropriate. And then at the hotel to just really nail that point home, she's like, please look at my three page list of landmarks that I would like to see tomorrow, please. (laughs) And he says, that's physically impossible. And also (laughs) it's fucking hot, man. Like, you're not taking into account that you're going to be really, really tired when we go to two of them. You know, yeah. like, you need to chill out a tiny bit. And she's like, well, I just want to make sure that we go to some of the things that are on my list tomorrow. And he says, you're never impulsive, are you? You never yeah. do things that are spontaneous. You're never in the moment, he says. And she goes, well, the last time I was in the moment, I grossly misread it and someone moved to Ohio. And he's like, that's oddly specific. Yes. Uh, I don't know I what to do. I regret everything about yeah. this world. That's oddly specific. I feel like I yes. opened a can of worms. I don't know. <laughs> so their first stop the next day is closed. Because, oh, what's happening during this trip is Tet, or Tut, he says. Yeah. Um, which is the Vietnamese New Year. Right. So biggest... Holiday in Vietnam, really, really important. Um, big family times. I assume is it is it like it's the Lunar New Year. It's yeah, everybody's 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much Asia's New Year. Exactly. Okay, I thought so. I just didn't know if it was like the terminology would would throw people off. Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, different languages. That makes sense. (laughs) Like, honestly, I didn't know for for years. It's that's a long story, but because I again I was raised in upstate New York with yep. my dad's family, and there wasn't like a teeming Vietnamese population, so I didn't yep. know anything about any of the Lunar New Year like celebrations. I didn't quite tie Tet with Lunar New Year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, or Chinese New Year. I thought there are three right. different holidays. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Oh, yes. So she knows when she's going to Vietnam that she's going to go there and that like the capper is going to be this big New Year thing. Right. Um, So. Right. And it's all about new beginnings, you know, transformation, starting anew. And so she feels like it's really, really appropriate for her right now. And so the temple is closed because they are practicing a lion dance that they'll perform over the celebration. And they're like, oh, it sounds so cool, though. I hear a drum. No, I want to see it. And he's like, hold on, I might know a guy. And he gets them in. Yep. Oh, backstage passes out of sin. Yep. And this movie does not skimp on the meaningful eye contact. That is true. That is true. I feel like Rachel Lee Cook was like one of my biggest talents is a meaningful, watery eye contact. And so we're going to write as many in as possible. (laughs) I thought one of her biggest talents was walking in wedges because, oh, my God, (laughs) they're gorgeous. But it is just like I would just break my ankles. And she's just like just adorable constantly. Constantly. And I want to, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because who travels like that? I don't know. Like, if you're going to be on a walking tour all day, get you some sneakers. What are you doing? Exactly. Actually, exactly. <laughs> just like, that, that is a hike. Wear the dress still. That's fine. But like, don't be dumb about your shoes. Yep. It's not worth it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Movie magic. It's like that time. It's like that time Bryce Dallas Howard ran around in heels and pointed toe heels in Jurassic Park. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe less extreme. Uh, (laughs) In that that family. Yeah, in that oeuvre. Okay. So then, man, he's always taking her on like... Everybody will be, I think what happens, we don't see it, but I think what happens is they're like, it's free time now. And he's like, oh, it does look like you don't have a walking partner. (laughs) I should probably take you around personally now. And she doesn't hate it. And neither did I. She doesn't. I think that he actually cuts like deals with on his his cousin where he's sort of like, okay, we're going to say it's free time, but you know. Don't cock block me here. (laughs) I'm going to do like the fancy stuff. (laughs) Actually, you're totally right. Because we get we get evidence of that later. You're totally right. You hot genius. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, no worries. So (laughs) she says that he's very good at his job and he like dramatically stops and he says he's savoring his very first Amanda Riley compliment. Yeah. And. I don't know. I just really dig them. Now they go for custom clothes. Yes. And she's not going to get anything. But he's like, well, you need it for New Year. Like New clothes for New Year. Yeah. 
you, it's it's good luck. It's bad luck otherwise. And then he points at something off screen and he says, that, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> we don't see what it is because there's a big reveal later. She does get it, though. Yes. So at the end of the day, this is when we get the the evidence of that. He whispers something to Anne and then she's mm-hmm. like, OK, everybody, we're going to go chill out at the hotel before dinner and have a great time. OK, so let's go back to the hotel. And meanwhile, he walks over to Amanda and he's like, we're not chilling. Yeah. I don't know why that was so hot. Why was it so hot, Kathy? <laughs> oh, no. Well, it was it was definitely like a. If she was in any other frame of mind or if she was still with the dingus, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then it would be like a, okay, we're not going off the beaten path. We're going to do what we're going to, you know, say we're going to do. If we're not going to go to the hotel, then we can try to fit something else in. Right. I think that by this point, she's starting to trust that if Sin says that something's going to be cool, Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued. I'm still a little bit hesitant this early in the movie, but I... I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And it always pays off and she's... never in a way she's expecting. Mm-hmm. So he, he takes her to this little, you know, the side alley kind of thing. And there are these colorful lanterns all over the place and it's gorgeous. And she's mm-hmm. like, obviously, but it's not like on a map somewhere where it's right. like a this is gorgeous street, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously it's someone who knows the place mm-hmm. and it's, it is a secret. So right. I think from that standpoint, it's like a, he is genuinely showing her things she never would have seen and didn't even know she wanted to see. Absolutely. And that's, like from a romance, like ultimate fantasy standpoint, we all want a hero that not only gives us what we want, but gives us what we didn't even know we wanted before we know we want it mm-hmm. in like a, like extra kind of way. Mm-hmm. And he then delivers. Oh yeah, Absolutely. And you're right, because it's not a crowded street. It's just like couples walking. It's people who are getting off of work and like going to go home. It's it's great. And it's still just gorgeous and fantastic. Oh, the other important thing is she ignores a call from her ex-boyfriend, John, in Mm. order to do this thing with sin. And uh, it was the right call. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Blocking him would have been the right call. Oh, my God. Preach. Yeah. Oh, and then we get his backstory a little bit. Like he grew up, he was born in Vietnam, grew up in the States, and then came back and sort of reluctantly took a job with his uncle's tour company, but then realized it's basically his calling. (laughs) Like he loves it. So now it's beach day. Beach day. This was very important to me, Melody. (laughs) Me personally. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Moment. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> this was oh. borderline cruelty. So do we want to explain to them what <laughs> please? All right. So I think it's a beach in Danang. And um, so she is actually chilling out for a minute. She's on a blanket or a, you know, a big towel under an umbrella. She's uh, I think texting her friend or whatever, but she's she's relaxing. And then she looks up and Sin comes out of the water, water dripping, his hair kind of, you know, <gasps> slicked back and, and the, you know, the, the muscle definition and the, 
uh, it is just sluicing down his defined muscles. He does have a a long hair. He has Mm -hmm. hair down to his chin. And believe me when I tell you, every single time he puts it behind an ear in, you know, sort of a comfortable yet nervous gesture, you will swoon. He's very swoony. He's swoon worthy. Yeah. It actually reminds me of this is like years ago at this point. Yeah. But when people first discovered Simu Liu. Um, oh, right, right. And somebody tweeted that um, the guy had the most perfect bread basket and she just wanted to eat him up. And people are like, you're objectifying him. And he tweeted back. He's like, I've never had anybody do this before in my life. Let me enjoy this. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was so cool. Wait, what's a bread basket? The, the six pack. It does look like bread in a bag. Oh, shit. <laughs> they actually have um, uh, Hawaiian roll packages. Yeah. They have a guy holding his shirt up. <laughs> I have never seen that. And that makes me it's the happiest. You do an image search. You'll find it. All right. But yes. So. So we can just say that Sin's got a bit of a bread basket going. Uh-huh. And, and Amanda definitely noticed. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, he's he's hotter than George Aswell there for a while. <laughs> um, and so it's very cute. And then they decide to go on a ride on this circular, like bowl-shaped, canoey type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And neither of them know how to actually operate. Yeah. <laughs> It's this vehicle. Yeah. It's I mean, it's literally a paddle and like a bowl and they're sitting in it and they're getting nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's not adorable. even two paddles. It's not yeah. like both of them can paddle at the same time to get in a, you know, to go straight. Can't yeah. do it. So it's so cute. They fight over the paddle and then they, they fall into that water of and course. then they do a playful splash at each other. And oh, yeah. ooh, it's so, so cute. They're just mm-hmm. they're just hitting all the right beats. Yes, they, exactly. Yeah. They, they knew the assignment, they, and they just went with, okay, this is, this is how this runs. Absolutely. Uh, which I respect. Yeah. So then there's like a big wait for uh, a big attraction. And so he takes them to these ruins of uh, an old, like an ancient Hindu temple. And she's blown away. She's like, I would, I never would have, she basically has like a spiritual experience. And she says, this is what I want more of. You're right. This is it. I won't say another word throughout the rest of the trip. Please just give me more of this off the beaten path. It would have been like the equivalent of like if your little group wanted to go to like the Eiffel Tower and they Mm -hmm. were like, 10 hour wait for the Eiffel Tower, but come here. And then they take him to not like Notre Dame or any of the other big, but to like an abandoned or like half crumbled, uh, you know, like medieval cathedral. Yeah. That was so like amazing and not a lot of people were seeing. So Mm -hmm. for her, it was this kind of, she was so fixated on what everybody told her to see Mm -hmm. that being, again, it's that he gave her what she wanted before she knew she wanted it. Yeah. And it, it's by that point she is all in she is like i trust you i'm like i'm throwing away the, the binder i'm yeah. giving myself that's like her midpoint as far as like a, i'm giving myself over to this experience and to you and trusting that you are going to take care of me yeah absolutely deal. A huge deal. absolutely 
I'm also um, just now realizing one of the reasons I I fell in love with my husband because he's very good <laughs> at giving me what I want and need before I even like you know note it. <laughs> I know a lot of times he'll be like, "Oh, look, she has a hobby that she really likes, but she's doing it in a silly way." I'm gonna get her the thing she needs, but hasn't like Googled or whatever, and suddenly my hobby is so much better and easier. Anyway, <laughs> I actually wrote the book. Um, my last series, Gouda Friends. Okay. <laughs> and it opens with her uh, boyfriend cheating on her. Uh, she comes home late. She wasn't expected home. He's in bed <sighs> with somebody else. And she decides to break into her emergency cheese because it's a stressful situation. Yeah. Only to find that he has thrown out her emergency <gasps> cheese. And see, <laughs> you get it. And that's why she dumps him where, I mean, he's got a naked woman in his bed and she's like, where's my cheese? <laughs> But she oh calls God. her best friend and is like, my life's a shit show. Help. And he's like, girl, come home. So she does. And he has a cooler of cheese waiting for her in the car because he's, <laughs> he was, because well, he, he reacted the same way you did. Yeah. Which is like, oh my God, he's throwing your cheese. He's like, it's not that he necessarily feels the same way about cheese, but she does. Yeah. And he's like, he knows what's, what matters to her and he gives it to her. No questions mm-hmm. asked. So it's like, that's what makes kind of a male main character. Like for me, that's like, a you know what she wants and you want to, it's not that she can't provide for herself. No. You want to make her life easier because you love her. Yeah. Yes. And Sin, I think he's, it's a little early days for that, but he already has those instincts. I think he always takes care of people, but for her, he goes that extra mile. Mm -hmm. It's like how can I make this special for you? Because I can tell you desperately need special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's such a big swoon. Yes. Oh my gosh. So speaking of going the extra mile, instead of doing whatever they were going to do, they take the whole group back to their home village to meet mm-hmm. like basically the entire family and to do a traditional new year like with the family because that's like the tradition you make your way home spend new year and then go back to your sort of normal life mm-hmm. and banoi gives him so much shit yeah and he needs it <laughs> and i didn't know he needed it but i i liked it so she's very terse with him and then very sweet with ann because Anne watches The Bachelor with her. Yeah. And like, that's love. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yes. That's going to yeah. be my favorite grandchild. The one that oh, watches yeah. the same the same TV show that I love. And then while they're talking to the whole group, Banoi is like, oh, you like her. And this is you subtly bringing home, a, a finally bringing home a girl for my approval. And he's like, cool it cool it we're in front of people like just they're blowing up my spot here oh so okay and they're gonna be there until new year that night they banter about how scary benoit is (laughs) amanda calls her a tough cookie and he's like you're frightened of her and she's like yes absolutely and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Is this, <clears throat> do I need to protect Amanda Riley? And she's like, oh, you think you can protect me against Benoit? And he's like, mm, I know. <laughs> Truthfully, 
Not a chance. As soon as he even started posturing, I was like, buddy. No. <laughs> Not only because it's Benoit, but like, yeah, like nobody's going to take out a Vietnamese grandma. No. <laughs> no. Um, and then he says goodnight in the, in the cutest way. He says goodnight, Amanda. And like it wasn't it wasn't cute because of the words that came out of his mouth. I don't know. I think it's just his natural charisma because mm-hmm. he says he ends it with sleep well. And I was like, why is that the most meaningful thing Annie Ban has ever said? <laughs> so the next day they wake up because it's time to clean the whole house. You got to clean yeah. out the last year before you go into the new year. And they do a whole celebration montage, like prepping for the celebration. Yes. Very montage <laughs> But beautiful. Again, with the, I mean, just the vibrancy of the colors. And I mean, it's like, honestly, if they edited it the right way, it would just be like a come to Vietnam <laughs> like sales brochure, You're which totally I'm all right. for. But it was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. And then they pray with Banoi to the ancestors and they offer, they do some, they burn some offerings for them. And she ends up saying that Banoi really reminds her of her grandmother who passed two years ago. And he says, well, then that's, that's who you're going to talk to when, when you're praying. And it's, it's so sweet. And I loved it. It really, yeah, I, again, you can never imagine her ex having that kind of sensitivity or that kind of, I mean, she needed, again, someone to help her kind of get kind of over, get out of her life to get to where she needed to go. So mm. that was, it was just so sweet. It was just like, oh. Truly. <laughs> and Benoit notices too, because mm-hmm. she, it's so cute. They're like, they're staring at the the burnt offerings and Benoit's just standing there watching both of them being like, mm-hmm, everything's going according to plan, basically. <laughs> yes. And that night she has Anne come translate and ask her what her intentions are with sin. Yes. <laughs> when Amanda reluctantly says friendship, she's like, nope, I don't believe her. She's being a dummy. <laughs> Well, I think she's seen enough Bachelor to know where this is going. I mean. (laughs) Come on now. Absolutely. And then we find out that Anne knows about the sale of the company. Mm -hmm. She hasn't told Sin because, like, she's just going to wait till the tour is over. It's too life-shattering, honestly, for him to even contemplate. Mm -hmm. So, and she's also like, you like him, huh? You do, right? And. Rachel Lee Cook is like, well, but it's really complicated. And then Anne says, why does it have to be complicated? Like, tell me, tell me why. And she can't really do it. Nope. So now it's time to go grocery shopping, I think. Yeah. Yes. And- where it's just Sin and Amanda on a Vespa, basically going to just like the, the local market, not right. like a supermarket. Right. So, and the most, the two most notable things are, She's like, you want me to get on that death trap? And he's like, just hold on tight. And I was like, yeah. do it, Amanda. Do, do it. Do it for me. <laughs> yes. There's that. There's that. Yes. Yeah. And then on this trip, he tells her that he hopes to take over for his uncle and like, you know, run the business after his uncle retires. And she's like, no, yeah. mm, oh, no. Yes. I don't know. It's awkward now. Oh, no. So then 
they all get in their brand new clothes and it's time to have Tet dinner. Yep. She walks in in the gown he chose. It's fancy. It's hot. It's great. It's an, oh yeah, it's, uh, I'm probably pronouncing that horribly. My mom is probably wincing somewhere. <laughs> but, but hey, I could have learned earlier and I'd be pronouncing go. it right. <laughs> but when, actually, when they, when they went in and they were getting clothes made and he was like, you know what, you need that. And we couldn't see it. I looked at my husband, I'm like, she's getting an eye eye. <laughs> because Ooh, that yeah. formal, um, it's a, it's a fitted top with, it looks like a skirt, but it's, got slits up the sides because you wear it over pants right um but it is and it got gorgeous embroidery and oh. it's um uh got a really high collar yes high really collar. it's just and she she did wear it very well she had this blue with these roses and the red oh. and it was just and you can see him and he's got the male kind of version that's right. red his hair's pulled back and he looks very like you know just stoic and classic and he's like mm-hmm. looking at her like she's a cheesecake and yeah. <laughs> like, this is the best day of my life and it's just like oh so yes yeah he he looked at her and i saw a groom at the end of the aisle like that yes. was the look yes. when she came out in that dress it was so good so then they had there there's a dinner montage now and then there's a dancing montage where they dance together and he's like bring her out of her shell and then yes. they go for a walk. <clears throat> and it is a, a walk that fate has brought all of us, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> On this walk, she is like, I've been like changed by this trip. And he says, oh, I'll take credit for that. And she's like, no, you you should. And like, here are all the reasons why and how this trip has changed me. And then she's like, oh, no, but I do need to come clean and tell you. I have something that I want to say. I have something I really need to say. And then he says, is it kiss me? <gasps> that was so smooth. Very smooth. A little foolish in retrospect, but but smooth. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, no. Great stuff, though. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And so then he does. He's my note is he's so hot when he looms because <laughs> he's looming over her. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I wouldn't have put it that way, but yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> the <original>. yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and they do a big makeout in the in the Vietnamese yes. countryside. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Ooh. the way to start your year. Mm. I mean, truer words I don't think have ever been spoken. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was no like a countdown and everybody does a smooch. That was like a we are starting the year right. Let's oh, just go yeah. for it. It is a going. new beginning. Mm-hmm. What it is. Ooh. So then when they leave, Benoit tells him um, not to mess it up. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't fuck this up. And he's yeah. like, I won't. I promise I won't. And it's, and they, then they hug and it's the most. And then on the bus, he tells everyone that they're going to check into the hotel and meet a new tour friend who's joining the tour at the end. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea. Yeah. Who does that? Desperate people. Yeah, that's that's, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No good can come of this. So on the way, she's texting CEO Pal, and apparently there's competition. And so she's like, bid, 
Nobody else can own this company. If it's going to be sold, it's going to be sold to us. Yeah. And then she gets off the bus and John is there. I, oh my God. Flames <gasps> from <inside> my head. <laughs> I just, uh, just the sheer audacity mm. of this to tell her that he was going to go to Ohio and they should be on hiatus and all this bullshit and then show up in Vietnam. Like, look, here's my grand gesture, you know, like basically heal. Yeah. Fuck off entirely. <laughs> Just like, nope. <laughs> Into the trebuchet, my dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he basically shows up and he's like, look, M grand gesture. It works, right? Exactly. I put his arm around her. I'm oh like, my oh my God. It, his ass. Oh my God. I support that. Rachel Lee Cook um, was a much more meek little mouse about it, and I did not appreciate it. No. For me or for Sin. No, no. And oh, the look on Sin's face when he clicked that together. This he actor. just had this look of utter betrayal at her, just like a, what the hell? Yeah. Because he knows he kissed her. She hadn't said anything. It was just like, it, it, she put him in a bad position. Yeah. Because he has to stay professional for the rest of this trip. Yep. That's rough. And I'm sure that had he known it, he seems like the type that would not have crossed lines at all. So it's that kind of like, oh, man, this is just, ah. And you can tell she's like desperate to be like, no, this is, (laughs) there's misunderstandings here. Right. And Uh, to be fair to her, he says, uh, well, I'm not really like a friend. I'm her boyfriend. And then she's very quick to be like, ex, you're my ex-boyfriend. Ex, we broke up. And he's like, yeah, well, that's why I'm here, to win you back. Yeah. And I don't know. Oh, it was rough. That's Sin, the actor, is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because truly, the look of just, like, quiet betrayal on his face, he will never say anything. Mm -hmm. But, oh, man. So then she calls CEO friend to be like, I don't know what to do. We're so comfortable, John and I. We were. But, like, Sin is adventurous, and he's fun, and, you know, whatever. He, but he lives in Vietnam, and, like, I don't... Ah. <laughs> and I don't really think it's a a choice, friend. I don't think so. Yeah. I think you're making a false equivalence here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, the Vietnam thing, that's a challenge. But sure. John? No, he's... <laughs> He's not an option. That's like saying, you know, well, I could have pizza or I could have, you know, garbage. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why are are we including this in the list of options? No. You can say maybe you can't have pizza right now, but we're never going to have option B. (laughs) Because fuck that guy. Yeah, no, fuck that guy. For real. And he tries to, like, swing his dick around at Sin later on when they get to the water puppet show. Because mm-hmm. he, I don't know, somehow work comes up and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a forensic accountant. It's very complicated. And Sin's yes. like, oh, you look at numbers so that you can put people in jail for, like, fraud and extortion and stuff? Not very complicated. It's good because, the, the yeah, John was definitely trying to, to be like, you know, and he kept throwing off this vibe of isn't this stuff so exotic and quaint? And yes. I just wanted to kill him. Yep. Yes, literally, like, he would be the absolute worst tourist in the world in the first place. And in the second place, he had absolute, like, thank God. I mean, I kind of wish he'd gone so Benoit could kick his ass, but 
But I would not want him anywhere near the family village because he would be horrific. No, his his just level is condescension. Yes. That's just his normal. And so the like that when he broke up with her. Basically, yeah. where it's like, oh, you should be fine with this. We're like a steady car. Yeah. Um, we'll go on the hiatus, which I don't know what that means. But then we'll come right back to it when I'm ready. What yeah. the? What? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to put you on ice for a minute. Exactly. And you'll still be fresh as a daisy when I get back. Like, what exactly. the fuck, man? Exactly. But you're right. The amount of times he said stuff like, oh, it's so adorable here. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I want to murder him. His whole yeah. face. He just has to be punched. Exactly. So, oh, she has to sit between them in the puppet yes. show. Yeah. Which, I, and I don't know if you noticed this body language, but she was sort of like lean toward John a little bit. And I hated it. Yeah. I was like, what the, I, again, I'd be like, John, you sit in the hall. <laughs> but yes, it was that kind of, and I, I feel like they were trying to just keep to the template and keeping that kind of third act tension mm. and, and actually kind of calling back to the nail salon when she was talking about John, she never talks about him as like this grand passion. She was like, I'm getting married. He's an accountant. I knew he was the one when he offered to do my taxes. Yeah. And so for her, I could see how he represents stability. He represents, you know, uh, just perfect on paper, basically. Yeah. I would have maybe liked to have seen a little like, did she have chaos in her life before that this is important? Right. Because Nobody is this. I mean, yeah, no, the guy was just like, no, stability is not worth all the rest of it. No. And he's not even stable. He cosplays as a stable guy, but he can on a dime decide to put you on ice. Yep. Like move to the exotic realms of Ohio. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. So then after the puppet show, they're having a street vendor food for dinner. They're all sitting around in a circle. And Anne finally has to tell him that the company has been sold to an American company called Tourista. And because he has no chill in any bone in his body, the one thing she asked of him was to not say anything about her profession to John. Um, yeah. To John. Yes, I'm so sorry. When John first came, she was like, she kind of drags him to one side and is like, nobody knows why I'm here. I'm secret shopping. Don't say a word. Yeah. That's like all. And he was like, oh, I'm going to win you back. She's like, don't care. <laughs> Just like, this is the one thing. Right. One thing she asked. Right. Yeah. So the moment that Teresa is said, he goes, oh, Amanda, why didn't you tell me? And the she's just like glaring daggers at him. He's totally blowing up her spot. And Sin is like, why would she know that? Mm-hmm. And she has to come clean. She's like, I'm an executive for the company. And like, I, uh, I'm here. But it's but it's also not really what it looks like. And he's like, he just walks off. He has to get out of there. She runs after him. She throws her purse down on the ground to run after him, which I thought was very notable. <laughs> yes. And she is just sprinting in those head, those wedges again. Honestly, <laughs> her ankles are so strong. She also must be like four feet tall or something. <laughs> they, they definitely wanted her to be like at least <laughs> the length of this guy. <laughs> so she's just like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. They were sick of getting the boxes out. Yes. Put her in wedges. So. He, he's like, oh, was this all business? 
And she goes, no, it started that way. And she tries to explain. And he's finally just like, Amanda, stop. It doesn't even matter anymore. And Mm -hmm. he walks away truly, tragically. I mean, it seems like it's something he can't come back from devastated. Yes. Yes. Poor Sin. Just, yeah. He got done dirty in this. It was just bad. Yeah. He was just like a good guy who got treated like crap. Honestly, he was just a good guy acting in good faith the whole time. Yeah. No character arc, and I'm okay with that for a yeah. change. No, he was, was perfect like from a- the start. He's fine. He just- Actually, there was a character arc I enjoyed. The more he got to know her, the less he did that weird platitude thing at her. That is true. And so, you know, we'll that was improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the next day she goes for a walk with John. He talks about how Vietnam is so adorable. And she rightfully, yep, she rightfully breaks up with him hard. Mm. I wish it had been harder. Because it was very like, oh, we're just, we're always going to be fond of each other or whatever. And I'm like, I don't think this douche deserves that, but cool, man. If that's what you need for your life to be, you know, simple, fine, I guess. And then... Anne tries to apologize to Sin for, like, not telling him about all the bullshit. And he finally is like, okay, I understand. But you got to you gotta get that I feel like I'm losing everything right now. Yeah. He says, I, f- I feel like I'm losing a job I love, my dreams for the company, and Amanda. And Anne is just like, well, why are you giving up, though? Because you don't need to give up. And he says, I, I got to go clear my head. I can't do this. I need you to finish the tour. I got to go. And so Anne gives him a hug because they're good cousins and lets him walk into the distance. Yep. Meanwhile, she's back up in her hotel room talking to CEO lady. And she convinces her to not change anything about the company. Yeah. To just make them sort of partners that do marketing. Yeah. Teresa does marketing and and sin run company. And that's I mean, that's a really good compromise. You know, I think, so. I think yeah. that if another American company had bought it, it, they would have tried to turn it into the kind of corporate tour that we saw in the beginning. Absolutely. Uh, and it does show that Amanda is like she recognizes what's truly valuable, valuable mm-hmm. uh, about them and wants to highlight that. And she's very clear about sin is the heart of this company. We need him <sighs> to be, you know, like he has to be involved. Yeah. I did wonder occasionally about the and it's not I mean, this is very this is a very sweet romance. So it's not like a shouldn't potentially promote the guy you're sleeping with Quite. but she doesn't actually sleep with him it's just or at least if, if it was it was off stage mm-hmm. so but it but it was this kind of like a okay a teeny bit ethically weird <laughs> potentially yeah. Yeah. but i'll let it ride because yeah. we like these people and we want things to work out yeah i guess like book an appointment with hr now yeah exactly. or something we'll just get some paperwork i'm sure it's fine yes we're gonna go with it and then <laughs> She goes outside to, like, you know, check in with the group. And she's like, where is Sin? And Anne says, he left. He's going to go stay with his dad. But he left you this present. And it's the phoenix scarf that she wanted at first. And we find out that he even paid full price for it. Okay? 
That's like, a thing. That's, that's a thing. That's a gesture. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, how do I get to him? And Anne's like, I'm the only driver who could possibly get you there on time. And so they do a big get to the bus stop drive. Uh-huh. And they're weaving and they're woven and they're going to get there. And then she has to get off because there's a Vespa um, traffic. That There's a Vespa standstill in front of them. Yeah. So she gets off and then she runs. And then she gets there. She sees him. He's standing. He's the only guy standing waiting for this bus. And she has to cross the street to get to him. <laughs> and it's just teeming with traffic. And she has to do the kind of leap of faith and just walk in front and trust that the vehicles are going to go around her. And she's like calling his name, but there's way too much traffic. So you can't hear her until she's like halfway and he turns. You can see where he sees she's in the middle of traffic and she's coming all on her own, all brave, even though she said that she couldn't and he gave her a platitude and now she's over it. Yeah, <laughs> love conquers all. Exactly. And then yeah. she gets to his side of the street. And she says, I'm sorry I lied to you. I'm really, really sorry. And uh, like, what is this? She says, you taught me a new way to be me. Which, you know, I thought was sweet. And then she tells him that he and Anne are going to be in charge of the tour company still. And then on one of their outings, they had sat crisscross applesauce facing mm-hmm. each other. And then they put um, some wishing lanterns into a canal together. Yeah. And so he says, what did you wish for that day? And she says, I just wished for a happy life. And he said, so how are you going to do that? And she goes, I think I know a guy. And then they do a big public makeout. It is very sweet. Oh, it was a great callback. Yes, that was a great callback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, great choice, Kathy. Thank you. You did it. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Kathy Yardley, continuing to nail it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so do you have a lady love? Do I have a lady? (laughs) That sounds a little personal. Uh, Honestly, I... At this stage in my life, L'Oreal Revitalift. Oh my Ooh. god! <laughs> like, Does it do good work? Yes, it's like okay. Frank hot sauce. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So, I love that. Um, mine is get the tool that makes your hobby easier. So one thing. This is like a callback to earlier. So what is this tool? Yeah. So one thing Michael never would have thought to get me, so I got it for myself, is a paper shredder. Ah. And the reason is because I compost a lot. And I can't tell you the amount of hours I've just sat ripping paper and cardboard boxes into pieces that will rot in a fairly efficient time frame, you know? (laughs) That's me. It is the worst So I finally got myself a paper shredder that does like thin cardboard boxes even. And I I shredded everything in sight last night. And then I went and I put it out on my compost pile before it rained. I did turn that compost pile a few times. And oh, it was the best thing ever. Seeing just those teeny tiny little pieces. (laughs) Teeny tiny little pieces of brown stuff. 
those in the composting community call it, <laughs> I found out, brown stuff. As opposed to green stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I never have enough brown stuff. So anyway, I'm never going to have a brown stuff problem again. And I'm fucking stoked about it. What? <laughs> Kevin! I was not expecting... <laughs> you took a hard left here somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm on here. I'm on this. But I just wasn't expecting to, to head here. <laughs> no, you're right. That was a weird turn of phrase. <laughs> it's like, congratulations. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Keep being a badass. Oh, wait, no, Kathy. Yes. Tell them where to find them. Tell them where oh. they can find you. Where they can find me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm currently still on Twitter, even though it is a flaming cesspool. Mm, yeah. Um, just because I finally got the hang of it. Damn it. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, and I'm on Instagram. I'm on newly onto Blue Sky. And I have a Facebook group called Can't Yardly Wait, where we basically just share really bizarre memes and just goof around and have a good time. That's adorable. Uh, so, and it's all under Kathy Yardley, like one word. Cool. So I'll link and in the show website. notes too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So go follow Kathy and go pick up role playing. Yay. Yes. Role playing coming out July 1st. And it is bonkers good fun. I love that. <laughs> if, you, if you've I ever really that. just felt like you want to be in a space where you have a female main character, it's Grumpy Sunshine, where she's the grump. Yes. This is the book for you. Oh, yeah. I'm stoked about it. And we gave away a few copies on Patreon, too. So, yeah, that's really exciting. All right. We need to keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love, I don't know, punching John in the face. (laughs) Maybe something like adventures. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Love yourself as much as you love transcendent adventures. What? What? Sorry, I was just thinking, like, love yourself as much as you love vaguely Buddhist-sounding aphorisms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. For me, it'd be like, love yourself as much as you love Vietnamese food. Because I got to say, after I saw this movie, I wanted Vietnamese food so badly. I was just like, that looks delicious. I mean, the love story is great, too, but holy. No, this this movie is food porn. It's absolute food porn. That's very true. Yeah. 